is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, how are you? It's Jill here. I'm so happy that you're back with me. So some of us are still living what we're about to chat about. Some of us have done this in the past and we've healed through it. And some of us don't even know that this is happening. Like we don't even know that we're living this way. And this could be applied to any relationship. But this quick conversation is about you and I choosing what is not choosing us back chasing relationships, chasing friendships, forcing relationships and friendships, having this idea that it should be different. It should be easy. And the answer is, if it were meant to be easy, it would be. To say, well, it should just be easy. It should just flow. It should, well, not with this person at this time, maybe at another juncture, maybe when you're in a different place in your life or on the journey or that person's at a different point in their journey, or both, but not now. And I've done this many, many times. You know, I've gone through years of chasing, and then I evolved into what I thought was healthy, (laughs) which was not chasing and not knowing I was forcing, but just continually over and over again, choosing people who don't choose me back. Choosing friendships and relationships that don't choose me back. And as I mentioned, with a heavy dose of it should be different. Why aren't they choosing me back? Why isn't it easier? Why don't I get invited? Why am I the one who's always extending the invitation? Which is, if you hear the way I'm saying that, I'm sure you can hear that that's a wound surfacing. You know, triggers aren't just when we get pissed off. You know, I think a lot of times we think of a trigger as, you know, someone says something and our blood starts boiling or we get really angry. Sometimes a trigger is simply bringing up a feeling that is unresolved from when we were children. You know, that little girl in us, that inner child, that little boy is feeling exactly in this moment the way he or she did when you didn't get what you needed when you were small. And so remember, triggers are simply invitations. That's it. There's charge, but it doesn't have to be a charge like something that feels super strong and powerful. It can be a very subtle sadness. Not accepting what is, wanting it to be different, wishing it were different. It's like it takes us back to being a child who wasn't chosen on the playground, 
or who wasn't invited to that birthday party. We may not even be able to connect those dots, but they're there. So when you're looking at, let's just use a friendship as an example. When you're looking at a friendship, it's not going to be 50-50. Really, a healthy relationship is never 50-50. It's like 90%, 10%, 75%, 25%. Then on another day, it might be 99%, 1%. And then it might be, you know, it changes. And, and depending on what each person is living through and experiencing. But the difference is you keep choosing each other. It may be a friendship like my childhood friend, uh, my dearest friend that I grew up next door to since since I was two years old, where you don't speak for a long time. But when you connect again, it's just like it was the last time you spoke. Like you just had not, it's like you didn't miss a beat. Maybe it's that type of consistency, not consistency in communication, but energetically, you just, you know that the friendship is there. The problem we get into is when that's not happening, but we are pining for somebody or feeling left out, feeling abandoned, feeling like it should be different than it is, choosing them over and over and over and then never choosing us back. And the question to ask ourselves is, why are we doing that? What's the payoff? Maybe the payoff is it's triggering a wound that needs to and wants to come up and be to surface to be healed. Remember, that's not a bad thing. Maybe I can be grateful. Oh my gosh, I just noticed that I keep chasing the same friendship and inviting her over and over and I never get an invitation back from her. I can stew in that and sit in that shit and be angry and resentful, have a pity party, be a victim, make up a story about what it means. Or I can say, oh, thank you for that. This is happening to push a button so that something that hasn't healed from my childhood can come up. I don't need to have a memory of it. It's just the feeling. It's the emotion that's in my body. It kind of reminds me of how I felt in this situation as a kid or that situation. Or maybe it doesn't really remind me of a specific memory because I don't have a memory of it. But it's a familiar feeling, which teaches me it really has nothing to do with that person. God is using, the universe is using that person in this relationship to teach me something. So if I sit in the shit and I complain, I'm a victim and I want it to be different, why does this happen? Or I go in a loop of overanalyzing in my brain or even just talking about it over and over and over and over, thinking I can think my way through it or out of it, I'm not going to heal it. And then I'm going to move on and the same thing's going to come up with another relationship until I decide to face it and heal it. It's just going to keep happening over and over and over. Different classroom, same lesson. So if you have a friend who isn't choosing you back, first of all, do not take it personally. Secondly, don't make up a story about what that means or it doesn't mean. Just don't make up a story at all. You don't know. You're not sure. You don't know why. Three, consider having a vulnerable, very vulnerable, maybe slightly embarrassing. I mean, you're, you're risking getting hurt, right? Conversation with that person. Letting them know that you, that you're finding yourself feeling this way and you don't want to feel this way. You, you feel like you're chasing them. And the response might be, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I love when I hear from you. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm not good about invitations and getting back to you, but oh my gosh, I really am going to be better about that. I want to be friends with you. And then you have to decide if you're willing to accept the friendship that way, that they're just not going to be the person that extends invitations or reaches out like you'd like, right? No expectations. 
perhaps in that conversation, that person is going to say, you know, Joe, yeah, I just, I don't know how to say this, but I just, I like you. I just, I kind of have too full of a plate at this point in my life. Or I've got like a couple of friends and I, I, I don't really have room for more. Now I'm laughing as I'm saying that because most people aren't willing to have those conversations. Most people you and I know would never say what I just said because they're what? Afraid. They're afraid to be vulnerable. They're afraid to be real. They're afraid to be raw and honest. I really hope that the inner work you're doing is attract, causing you to attract friends who will have conversations like that, the hard conversations. My close friends are, are, are only people now that I can have conversations like that with. The people that are avoidant and detached and they're caught in their people-pleasing, I now love them from a distance. It just doesn't work for me. I have to be able to have real, honest, clear communication and talk things through. So if you have a conversation like that and you have someone who's willing to talk, it's really important that, as I said, you don't take it personally. You don't make anything up about about what this means or doesn't mean. You let them be who they are and share their truth, no matter how that feels to you. That's difficult, especially if they want to break up with you, especially if they're willing to have a tough conversation and you're like, well, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. <laughs> you know, I would like to have a clear conversation. I want all this honesty. And then you get it and you're like, oh, fuck, that hurts. I don't like that. If that happens and they say they don't choose you in one way or another, now remember their actions are speaking so loudly that you can't hear what they're saying anyway. Their actions have already told you they're not choosing you. But if they're willing to have the conversation and tell you that they're not, or maybe even even though they don't owe you an explanation, maybe they're willing to talk about why. Maybe it has nothing to do with you, but again, it's their life. It's where they feel they are in their life, their journey, whatever. Plate's full. I mean, it may sound harsh, but maybe they already have their circle. Like they've really worked hard to have their circle and they love you sort of on the outside and they like seeing you here and there, but maybe they have their tight-knit group in their circle and and you need to be able to hear that, especially if you're initiating the conversation. The worst thing is making up a story around it. And I've done it so many times. I mean, just recently I've done that. And then I stop. And remember my analogy that we've talked about with the parking meter. I'm about ready to put two bucks in that parking meter and I stop and I put a penny in and I breathe a minute and I say, what does this mean? Is this true? Am I certain it's true? Am I 100% it's true? Am I 100% sure that it's true? No doubt whatsoever. 100% positive that what I'm thinking about this relationship is true. No. Fine. Pull out of the spot. Not going to sit parked in the shit story. The best thing is to just not make up the story at all. But if you catch yourself doing it, it's okay. Just understand that it's an it's a it's a learning experience. What is this teaching me? Why am I behaving this way? You know, I'm a grown person. Why am I making up this story? And why am I considering sitting in it and stewing about it? What's the payoff for me? Do I want to punish myself, torture myself? Do I want to feel not chosen? Do I want to go back to my abandonment wound? Why am I doing this? And back to the friendship. If you're not ready to have the conversation, this is very important. Love them anyway. Don't make up a story about it. There's nothing to forgive because they've done nothing wrong. Love what is. Don't tell yourself it should be different because if it was supposed to be different, what? It would be. If it were meant to be an easy flowing relationship, it would be. 
doesn't matter how much effort you put in. This isn't a game where I do this, now you do this. I make a move, you make a move. That's not how it works. Remember, it's never 50-50. They don't owe you anything, nothing at all. And remember, don't make up a story. You have no idea. We talked about this a few episodes ago. You have no idea the reason. You have no idea what's really going on behind the scenes with that person. It could be something pretty tragic. It could be just chronic stress. It could be anxiety. Maybe they're having health issues. Who knows? Marital issues. Maybe they're just overwhelmed. Maybe you intimidate them. Maybe they haven't done enough work to learn to love themselves. Hear me out here. And you scare the shit out of them. You trigger them. Just your presence is triggering. I can be a very triggering person. And I'm not bragging when I say that. I'm triggering just because I'm a very direct person and I like clear communication. And I'm probably more triggering now because of the healing work I've done, even though I think I am much more likable than I ever was in the past. It can be triggering. The people who used to trigger me were people who were really happy, who are financially secure, who loved their career. Like, oh, I hated those people. I did did not want to be around them. I didn't even want to see them on social media. They pissed me off, right? That had everything to do with me and nothing to do with them. So you just might be too triggering for them. You might feel too big for them. Now, on the other hand, hear this. It might be the opposite. You may not be far enough on your healing journey that they're attracted to you. Maybe they've done more work. Now, none of us are a project, right? And you know, we're not a personal development project. There's nothing wrong with us. We're not broken. But you know, the, the, the healing work, the work as we call it, you know, what if they've done more of that and they see that you have so far to go and they love you, but it's harder for them to be around you. Maybe they want to have different conversations with you that you're not ready to have. Maybe they see your patterns and they see you selling yourself short or talking negatively about yourself or living sort of in a, in a continual loop, which isn't serving you. And maybe they're just like, you know what? I don't want to really have a front row seat to that. I know people like that. I really like them, but I don't want to be a part of that circus. I don't want to see it. I will pray for you. I will send you love, but I just don't want that in my life. Maybe you're that for someone else. And maybe someone else is that for you. And it's all okay. The cool part is that it's it's all okay. It's all good. The biggest lie and joke is that things are supposed to be different than they are. They're not. So when you're choosing a friendship that isn't choosing you back, the other thing I'd like to say is that because there's no score and because it's never going to be even, Stephen, and this isn't, friendship isn't about that. Be very careful that you don't categorize it as someone not choosing you back because they're not choosing you the way you want to be chosen. They're not loving you the way you want to be loved. They're not inviting you the way or the amount of times or with the enthusiasm that you want to be invited. They're not including you on what you want to be included in. They're including you on other things. Make sure that you don't think that because it's not the way you want it, that they're not choosing you. Now, some people are just flat out not choosing you. Like there are people in my life where I'm just like, you know, I am not ever inviting them to do anything again. I'm not angry 
at all. I was a little frustrated, but I'm not angry anymore at all. I realized that for whatever reason, it's just not meant to be, at least for now. The ball is in their court. And I've even said this on text to people. We should get together. And I wrote back, you know what? It hasn't worked out the last few times I've invited you. The ball's in your court. You let me know when you have time. And I have no expectations on my end whatsoever. And then I let it go. And if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And for many of those people, never happened. I invited them over and over and over and over again to things. And just significant things like, like, you know, like my birthday party for my 50th birthday that I I had a lot of people there, but I only invited people who I really loved or I really wanted more of them in my life. And it's not on them and it is not their fault or their responsibility that I set that expectation. Like that's why I invited them. But then the ball's in their court. If they're doing things with other people and I'm never someone that they think of, then it's not meant to be. And and that you really have to believe that it's not meant to be, at least for now. The other thing is make sure there's no resentment. Because what if they circle back around later and they say, oh my gosh, for like a year, I've been wanting to reach out to you and I, I would love to have dinner with you. You, you. you can't have any attachment to what didn't happen earlier. You get to decide in that moment, do I really want this person in my life? Even if it's just someone I have lunch with three times a year. And if it's no, it's no. If it's yes, it's yes. But make sure there's no resentment leaking into or flowing into the new interaction with that person. So who are you choosing? Who isn't choosing you back? Are they really not choosing you back or are you just interpreting it that way? Who is someone who you wish they would choose you the way you want to be chosen? And what is the message underneath it for you, the lesson for you? What is the lesson through that, either not being chosen or not being chosen the way you wish you were for you? Allow it to come up, allow it to come through with no judgment, journal about it, breathe it out, dance it out, shake it out, move it out, and learn from it. And when you're able to do that, the people, and maybe it's that very person, the people who are meant to be in your life will flow to you like the river so easily. There will be no forcing. If you and I keep focusing on the friendships we don't have or on the ones that aren't the way we want them to be, we will miss the beauty that is right before our very eyes. We will miss it. We'll miss it. It's not about settling. It's about missing what is right in front of us. While you are choosing that person over and over again with nothing reciprocated, there are some amazing relationships sort of like waiting on the other side to flow to you. Think of it almost like a traffic jam. Something's trying to get through, but it can't. A clogged pipe. Think of it almost like there's a baby On the other side, a soul that wants to come through you and it can't happen because you can't let go of the fact that you weren't able to have a baby with so-and-so or you weren't able to. I mean, this is just a strange analogy, but I'm saying it's the same sort of energy. You're blocking what is meant for you. It's like when I used to teach sales, I would say, 
you know, to women who were selling a health product, a wellness product, I would say, you know, you're out there trying to rescue all the sick people and save all the sick people, but you're missing Janie who goes to yoga three times a week and is walking in your neighborhood right in front of your window every single morning and making a smoothie when she gets home. Like she's right in front of you, but you can't even see her because you're focusing on what you wish would happen, the sale that you wish you could have, the person who you want to save, who you wish would be teachable and learn and want to be healthier. So you're trying to save all those people and you're missing what is right in front of you. I'm so happy to tell you that when you do that, it really works. When you focus on what's in front of you and what's flowing easily and you have no attachment, no expectations. Now you respect yourself. When I say no expectations and no attachments, you are not a doormat. You're not constantly doing all the inviting and making all the effort. And they're just sitting back and reciprocating nothing. But by the way, the reciprocation may not be in the form of invitations. What if I'm always the one inviting and organizing and bringing you together with other people, but what you give me is great, like um, wise counsel when I have an issue to talk about. Maybe what you give me is cheering for me when I talk about or post about my podcast. Maybe you're giving me what you're able to give. And and I need to just be okay with that and say, thank you. So take inventory, take inventory of your friendships, take inventory of the, the people in your life and the people who you're pining for and you're chasing and you're trying to force and you're choosing when they're not really choosing you back. Ask yourself again, is this true? Are they really not choosing me? In what ways could they possibly be choosing me that I'm not recognizing? And if there really isn't anything there and it's you just trying to force, let it go. It's really important even energetically, let it go. Wish them the best. Picture them with amazing friendships. And then even with your arms open and your hands open, say to God, the universe, I'm open to receiving abundance. I deserve abundance. I'm excited to see what friendships you bring to me through basic law of attraction. I'm excited to see the friends who reciprocate who I am and what I value, who will be a great teacher for me. I'm excited to see those people come into my life and they will come. I just had dinner tonight with two girlfriends, which made me want to talk about this. And we don't get to see each other as often as I'd like, but I will tell you, I'm, I'm proud of us. Like our conversations are real. They are raw. They are deep. They're funny. They're also lighthearted. And, and I mean, we were laughing about Kim Kardashian and I was showing them pictures of how she had all the fat and it looks even like the muscle sucked out of her arms. <laughs> I'm like, what is up with this? Like we talk about that, but we're also like pontificating like the world and philosophy, et cetera. Um, and like going super deep about trauma, et cetera, and talking about motherhood. But the thing is, they're my girls. And I'm so grateful for them. And I have other friendships that I tried so hard to make into what I wanted. And when I let that go and grieved that and just worked on being the friend to myself that I deserved, amazing women came into my life. I feel like the older you get, the less people you need around you, the less friends you need, but it's the quality that matters, not the quantity. I know some of you are in your 20s and in your 30s. You'll find that to be true. 
All right. So be a good friend to yourself. Choose yourself. Love yourself. Let things flow. Allow things to come into your life with ease. Don't force. Let go of all expectations. Don't fall for the lie that things should be any different than they are. And watch the magic happen. And remember, breathe, love yourself, and surrender. Surrender.